Here we go. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the 1000 Hours Outside Podcast. Happy October. My name is Ginny Urich. I'm the founder of 1000 Hours Outside, and I'm here today with a new friend that I made this past summer in Michigan at a conference in Traverse City, Micah Pettis. Welcome. Thank you. This I have to say, awesome. Ginny, it was like meeting you was the highlight of that weekend for us. It was so exciting. Oh. And Uh, My son was there and, you know, he kept coming over to your booth and every time he came, you'd give him new swag. And he was like, Miss Jenny is my favorite person, mom. She's so cool. (laughs) So that was so fun. I love it. He made it easy. It was real neat. We were at this conference, the Living Books Conference in Traverse City, and it's the second time that they put on that conference. It's a great conference. It is. And people were just buzzing around your table. There's something about what you have created that's so enticing and draws you in because it's beautiful and these textures and these patterns and the colors. And in fact, I have, we're going to talk about it, what you have, but this Juniper Grove journals, and I have one here if I end up putting this on YouTube, I'll show it. But every time my daughter, my nine-year-old daughter comes in the room, she's grabbing it. It draws (laughs) you in. There's just beauty to it and the way that it feels. And so you have a small family business and that's the world is going that way in some sense. They say that entrepreneurship is on the rise and within the next 10 to 15 years, a lot of people will be entrepreneurs. And so it was sort of one of the things I was hoping that we could talk about. It's such a big deal. Juniper Grove, journals. So can we talk about that at the beginning? Just tell us about your family and tell us about the big leap that you made to have this family business. And then we can talk more about the journals. Okay, cool. Uh, Yeah. So I have four children. My oldest daughter is 17. My second daughter is 16. My third daughter is 14. And then I have an 11 year old son. Um, So I love creating. And um, I started by making a journal for myself and for my kids. Um, Charlotte Mason, we do exclusively Charlotte Mason for our homeschool, but now I feel like many other curriculums too have incorporated notebooking. Um, And so if you're very far in, you know, like how many notebooks it takes to sustain (laughs) some kind of like homeschool curriculum. So it was just so overwhelming. Um, and so I made one for me and I made one for my kids and then people started seeing them. And so the business just kind of like took off itself, you know? Wow. So that's such a neat thing that you did it for yourself and then people saw them. So your journal, it's such a cool design. It's so well thought through. You have this outside and then on the inside, it's got this really cool strap. And then on the inside, you can add up to seven journals inside of it. And then there's these cute little pockets. So did your first ones, did they look kind of like this? Have you changed the design over the years? Yeah, we I've I've tweaked some things as I've seen, you know, things needed to be changed. And initially the pocket went straight across on the inside and that just wasn't near as functional. Hmm. Um, so, you know, a few things here and there. But overall, I would say the design has stayed the same. Wow. So you're sitting in a craft area, you know, I see behind you and it's beautiful. You got your sewing machine and the ironing board and a pegboard with all sorts of stuff on it. Have you always been interested in creating? (laughs) Yeah, I've always been a creator. Um, 
from the time that I was little, I've been an entrepreneur. The very first thing that I ever made was Micah brand shoes. And I, (laughs) I was six years old. I still remember being like, wow, people wear these flip-flops and they pay money for flip-flops. I can make flip-flops. And so I would take people's shoes and trace around them with cardboard. And then I made a strip of construction paper and put over the toe area and stapled it on. And I was so excited about that creation. And I couldn't understand why nobody else was so excited about these flip-flops that I was making. (laughs) construction paper (laughs) (laughs) flip-flops. Right. So I've been an entrepreneur at heart since I was very young. I've always been a creator. Um, I always encourage parents. They come to me and they say, my daughter is a creator. I just don't have what it takes. You know, I'm not a creator. How do I encourage her? How do I get her what she wants? I was in the same boat. My mom was not a creator. Uh, She knew the basics of sewing, but if they are a true creator at heart, you don't have to worry about that. They're going to find their way. They are going to, you supply them with the materials they ask for, but they'll lead the way. If they're a true crafter, a true creator, they're going to, they're going to make it themselves. Wow. Not something you have to stress about. That's really good advice. Yeah. Just to step back and provide them with what they need. So you made these journals for yourself and for your kids and then organically, and you can just see how it would be like that because people are flocking. They're flocking to what you have. Uh, People around you in your circle of life, they asked you to make them, but then here you are, you have a full-fledged family business. What were you doing before that? And I would imagine the transition must have been hard scaling it. Well, that is tricky. Um, So our oldest was 13 when we first started the business. Um, And we felt like we were ready to teach like the fundamentals of good hard work. Not that, you know, you don't teach your kids chores and things like that, but how to actually work in a work setting for an employee And we also wanted to teach them the value of the dollar. And so we felt like this was a good opportunity for both of those things to kind of merge. Um, We knew that we wanted to teach them how to work before they went off into a work setting. And so I feel like they were our why. Hmm. And um, of course, we have dealt with all the struggles. We've dealt with the shortages. We've dealt with the frustrated, disappointed customers Um, balancing the finances, deciding like, okay, yes, we're going to invest in this. Um, It's been my husband's like number one thing. We are not going into debt for this business because Mm -hmm. if we need to walk, we need to be able to walk. It's not going to become a stress point financially for us. And so, um, you know, our kids have seen us deciding like when we're going to invest in something, Um, how we're going to spend the finances, how we're going to, you know, decide what to purchase and when, when we're going to let something go out of stock so that we can buy something else. And there have been so many times since then that our kids have come to us and said, mom, our friends were talking the other day and they were talking about, you know, this over here and they see it from a different perspective because they've seen in the back door of running Mm -hmm. a business. And so they're able to say, hey, I know why that company treated you that way, or I know why that was their answer. And it's also frustrated them from a customer service standpoint, uh, because they'll get an answer from customer service about something and they'll say, mom, you never would have done that. You would have said, here's your money back, or let me send Mm. you another fill in the blank. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah. I feel like it's been really good experience from that point. Um, my husband still works at his day job. Okay. Oh, so you guys are has, scrambling then. We are scrambling. He is a CPA for um, the Department of Defense. So wow. he still works a day job. Um, I still homeschool the kids full time. And, and then we all run this on the side. Um, we have been blessed to be able to hire other teens and do this, wow. offer them the same experience, which has been wow. so much fun for our kids. Um, this summer we had nine teens that we hired and was, wow, it was God, absolutely so awesome. insane, but it was so much fun. They had such a good time. Um, but another thing that's been really good for our kids to see is that the other kids leave, they go home. Or they take the day off or, you know, whatever. And we still have the work to do. So if the work didn't get done while they were here, then we've had to cancel plans. You know, we've had to say, hey, guys, everybody's working Friday night. Everybody's working Saturday. We got to get caught up. And so I do still think they have seen another side of the entrepreneurship, the running of the business that's been really vital to them. Mm. Our stories overlap some because, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, I had read a book by John Holt, and I've talked about this on the podcast, but he has a book called Learning All the Time, and we homeschool too, but I was homeschooling where I was just basically telling everyone what to do, right? I was the director, (laughs) you do this and you do that. And then I read in this John Holt book, which is always surprising to me how you can read some small thing and it can completely change the trajectory of your whole life. But he said, kids need some sense of what adults do of the adult world. And so he had this charge in his book about introducing kids at higher and higher levels to the world of adults and let them see you learning and let them see the full process. And so that changed my entire view on how we were home educating. And so I sort of did a similar thing, which was I changed my why. So we have this small thing on the side, 1000 hours outside. It's a passion of mine. It's something that changed our life. And then I thought, well, I could use this as an avenue to help our kids learn how to write an email to join into the world of adults in small ways. And then I think when you change your why, the whole world opens up. And what a neat thing that you're able to hire other teens. You just don't know where things are going to land and where that path is going to take you. And so I was so encouraged to see you at that conference and your kids are joining in. And it's something that I'm really passionate about, which is that's giving kids an opportunity to taste and try and find out what makes them tick. And are they a people person? And do they like the business side of it? All of those different things. One of my daughters has a real bend towards that. She's super excited about the business, very engaged, and she really loves it. Um, I posted on Instagram recently, everybody keeps asking, have you guys started school? And we're still trying to get summer orders out the door. And so I uh, did a funny reel of like, no, we have not started school. And then a picture of all these orders that are headed out the door. And somebody responded and said, that is school. Sure. And it's true. There's a big, I mean, that's not enough. I'm not saying that's enough, you know, but there is a big part of this that has been hands-on real life learning. 
Yeah, it's an apprenticeship. And there's yes. so much to learn there. And they are there getting the behind the scenes. I liked what you said about giving them experience in a work setting before they're actually in a work setting. I just had John Acuff, who is a business guy, and he has a book coming out for teens in September. And he wrote it with his daughters. So they are in high school and just beginning college. So I thought that was really cool too. They're being exposed to this whole other world. And then they're doing podcasts and radio programs and how does the writing process work and all of that. But he said, if you want to have a kind 16 year old, teach them to be kind when they're six and give them a decade of practice. Or if you want to have a 16 year old, that's a giver, teach them when they're six and give them a decade of practice. And so it's what you're saying. You know, you want your child to be able to be a hard worker, to assimilate well into the workforce. You're giving them practice of what it's like and that sometimes you sacrifice and you have to make these hard decisions. So that's really inspiring. I love that idea. I'm going to need that book. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good one. So yeah, so it's called Soundtracks. And then he wrote one with his kids that's called Your New Playlist. It's about the things that run in your mind and how to change them if they're not healthy. You know, they tend to not be negative thoughts and that type of thing. So it's super interesting. But I think that will inspire people to change their why, to include your kids. Your kids were fantastic at that conference. They're helping me pick out fabrics. So let's talk about some of the products. (laughs) Okay. Because what I did at the conference, and this was in July, is that I bought Christmas gifts for my friends (laughs) because you got great things. You got these pencil cases. They're just beautiful. But let's start with the journals. Tell us how they work. And then I want to talk about some of the insert options. Okay. So the idea behind the journal is that it is, um, my husband likes to use the joke of like Lord of the Rings, like one journal to rule them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's it's one shell that can hold many different inserts. And so you can have it, you know, full of all different sorts of things. Um, you can have your day planner in there along with your nature journal and um, your your prayer journal and and your Bible notes, all those things in one. Um, so I think one of our best selling inserts is our nature journal. So it is a, um, a small journal that fits within the larger journal and it has watercolor pages inside of it. Um, and one of the cool things is we have, um, pencil pouches that also slide in our journals. Mm -hmm. And my daughter has this, um, It's a mini watercolor palette by Windsor and Newton, and it fits right in her single zipper pouch. And so when we're going out for nature day, she can slip this in and we use those aqua brushes that hold the water. So you just got everything right there with you. I feel like this, uh, we cannot keep the nature journal inserts in stock. They're they're small enough to just grab and run. It's not overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and then it's you just slip it out of your journal when it's full and you replace it with another one. Wow. It's interesting because we had John Muir Laws on the podcast last year and he talks yes. about nature journaling. 
which if yes. you follow Charlotte Mason, you would also know about journaling, but I haven't actually read all the books. I only know bits and pieces. So we were not nature journaling. And part of it is because I had a lot of little kids and it was just that one extra thing to bring oh, along. Yes. But in retrospect, after talking to John, I thought, oh, I probably could have. You have this small little journal and a pencil bag. He said it's a really low entry point. It's not expensive. Right. And it's just something that is easy to throw into a bag or a backpack. Right. And he touted the benefits of nature journaling so much about how it helps our emotional IQ and how it helps us to be more present. I mean, he went through so many things, but one of the things he said, and I love the size of that journal because he said it helps you learn growth mindset. He said that one of the things that people are really fixed on that they're stuck on is I'm not good at math and I'm not good at drawing. And he said, yes. if you take a journal and you spend six weeks and you go draw and you go sketch for a couple times a week, he said, by the time you reach the end of your journal, you'll be able to look back and see that yes. you have improved. Right. So I love that concept of you just slip it out and slip in a new one. And so that's the way that this journal to rule them all is designed. There is a band around it and you can slip in up to seven different journals inside of it. And then you re you can replace them once you're done. So I have to I have to go back to John Muir Laws. I actually pulled a quote from his that. Can I read that? Mm -hmm. it is, I just love what he says. Writers, naturalists, and scientists in all disciplines use journals to preserve what they have seen, done, and thought in the course of their work. As a naturalist, educator, and artist, I have found that my journal is the most valuable tool I carry into the field with me. It is even more necessary than my binoculars. Sketching and writing as you explore is the most effective thing you can do to launch yourself in the process of discovery. Wow. Ugh, it's just it is so, really powerful. It is such a powerful tool for just like really locking in what you've seen. And mm -hmm. you don't know, like when you get out there, you're observing something, but then you go home. If you haven't taken the time to stop and sketch that out, you get home and you're trying to describe it. And you're like, well, it was like, I think it was red. I think it was red and white. I can't remember what color his head was though. <laughs> But mm -hmm. if you take the time to actually sketch that or draw it, you, it's solidified in your mind. Wow. It is very so, powerful. Along the same lines as the nature, we also do have a sketch journal that just has sketch paper inside of it. So if you're not mm -hmm. quite ready to pull the trigger on the watercolor, the sketch is a great place to start. Just don't go outside without your sketchbook. It is an interesting thing about paper. I think I didn't know anything about paper until fairly recently. And then we just came out with a new book and there's a paper shortage. And so yes. then it becomes a thing of what kind of paper, what pound, I think, and yeah. what color. <laughs> and so it's a really neat thing that your nature journal is the weight where you can actually watercolor on it. And that's a special thing about the nature journal itself, right? Right. Correct. Um, my husband is the paper expert. I think it's, I think it's 88 pound. It's thin enough that we can fit several pages in without it being cumbersome, mm -hmm. but, um, thick enough that it is good, solid watercolor paper. 
Yeah, that's really special. And the other thing is that it's inside of this bigger protective sleeve. And right. so it's easy to take out and then you're not going to lose your pencil case because it's in there because it's wrapped. You can wrap it up. It closes right. up and then so everything's just going to be right in one spot. You can pull it out and you're ready to go. Let's talk about some right. of the other inserts. It was okay. neat at your booth to see people thumbing through everything and certain <laughs> ones were sold out, as I, I would imagine. And some, and I'm sure it's hard. It's hard to stock. You never know what people are going to so buy true. where. It's absolutely crazy to mm-hmm. like one, one month we won't sell a single one of one insert. And then the next month, that's all people want. I don't know what drives it. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And you can't really predict. You just have no. to be able to go with the flow. And that is resiliency and that is flexibility. And so like we talked about earlier, your kids are learning a lot of skills that will benefit them for the rest of their life. So there's the nature journal and the sketch journal, which are yes. great for getting out side you have the phenology wheel yeah the phenology is i totally said it wrong look at me (laughs) (laughs) it's i I didn't know what it was until people kept contacting us saying hey we really want to do this phenology stuff and i was like tell me what it is and we'll see what we can do (laughs) i just failed homeschooling micah (laughs) (laughs) no 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 okay so phenology is the study of the timing of the biological events in plants and animals such as flowering leaf leafing hibernation reproduction migration Those who study phenology are interested in the timing of such biological events in relation to changes in season and climate. Hmm. So it's this wheel um, with that's, you know, slivered off into different sections. Mm -hmm. And so you can track, you know, like the the stage the moon is in um, versus the stage that the trees are in. And and it's crazy. I mean. I have not personally done this one, but the pictures that people send me are phenomenal. Stunning. I've seen them. Yes. Wow. Stunning. Well, it is interesting. I think it helps you to be more in tune with nature and the seasons. I do think that the seasons and the day, the rhythm of the day, they're meant to guide our body. And so, for example, we were just, I know you vacationed a little bit in Michigan this year because yes, we you were here Michigan. for the conference. It's so beautiful, but summer, <laughs> is, summer is ending and nature signals with the goldenrod. And it just one day that goldenrod just pops out and it's the message you got two weeks you know you've got three weeks left and it's going to be cold and so get in your last bits of swimming and it's a message and so the more that we're outside the more we notice those things and it's really fun to see the overlap i think by keeping the phenology wheel you would see the overlap and a lot of people they don't go by the calendar i wouldn't say a lot of people but some people they they know well the snowdrops came out and so this is going to come next and they have this sense of rhythm through nature So charlotte mason on that front she says we all have need to be trained to see and to have our eyes opened before we can take in the joy that is meant for us in this beautiful life. Mm. So she knew what she was talking about. (laughs) She did. And what you're saying there leads me straight into the first journal. Um, She also says it is a capital plan for children to keep a calendar. The first oak leaf, the first tadpole, the first cowslip, Mm -hmm. the first catkin, the first ripe blackberries, where seen and when. The next year, they will know when and where to look out for their favorites and will every year be in a condition to add new observations. Wow. So then we have this insert where 
they have a calendar and they can add, you know, on February 18th, they can add something new that they see and then they can be watching for that. My, I have one daughter that is a hummingbird geek. And so she watches for the hummingbirds every year. And she knows wow. from her calendar of firsts when she saw them last year, when she found the first nest, when they laid their eggs and when they fledged. And she knows all yeah. of that. And so she knows when to start looking for them. And she knows if they're late to be worried. Wow. That's <laughs> knows so when interesting. To put her feet out. It's actually really interesting that you get hummingbirds. I think it's, I, I saw one this year and one oh. last year. That's oh, it. Wow. And okay. so that's so special yes. that you guys are getting them to come to you. And uh -huh. they're so fascinating when you actually see it's a whirlwind and a thrill. I think that's a really neat way for kids too, because I sometimes use my phone. I'll think, oh, when did all the sunflowers bloom last year? There's this huge sunflower field by us. Yes. So then I look yes. back and I was like, oh, it was August 5th, but this is a way for them to do that in a non-tech yes. way, in a way where exactly. they can look back and they're observing. And I think when you observe, there's so many little things that delight you in life. We've been oh, learning yes. about the clouds. We've been learning about mushrooms. So then yes. you see them and you're just more delighted than you would have been. It just would have gone by and you wouldn't have noticed. But if you're noticing, oh, the first one, the first tadpole, and it's reminding right. you that time is passing too, which I think right. is a good reminder. Yes. It's always good to know that time is passing. You have another one about discovering. That was yeah. one that I wrote down, which I also think is great for outdoors. The what do you notice? What it do you is. wonder? What yes. does it remind you of? So can you tell us about that one? Yeah, this one was actually inspired by uh, Jack Laws as well, John Muir Laws mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, we we were at a conference that he was at several years ago back. I mean, it was the first time we had heard of him. It was probably five years ago. He had just written his nature journaling book and we were just in awe. He was phenomenal. <laughs> if he you guys phenomenal. ever get a chance to see him and go to any of his conferences, do it. He's so good. So he used this technique. I notice, I wonder, it reminds me of, and it just clicked with us. Like it just resonated so much. Um, so this is a great one. If you're new to nature journaling and you're just overwhelmed by it, this is a great one to start with. Um, you just, you know, you go outside what do you notice? And then you hone in on what you've noticed and then just start wondering about it. Just start asking questions and then start forming some kind of relationship with it. It What does it remind you of? And when you ask kids these questions, it you will just be shocked at where they will go mm. and what they'll think of. It's really amazing. We did this mm. with mushrooms one time. You're talking about your mushroom adventures. And it's so funny how some mushrooms will grow and look like steps. And wow. my son still remembers that, you know, because he formed a relationship with it by relating it to something else that he was familiar with. Wow. So this is a great one to start with nature study. I remember him saying that that is creativity, which is being able to make all these different connections between what you see and what you already know. And so that it reminds me of is an important part of that. He is phenomenal. He's got all sorts of free YouTube videos. And I think he does yes. an online conference every year. Maybe it used to be in person. But I remember, Micah, because we were not journaling. And I remember they he had a conference coming up. And so they said, can you help promote it? And we're going to do this podcast. And I remember thinking, what are we going to talk about? 
about? This is going <laughs> to flop. That's what I thought. Oh, this nature oh, no. journal, this nature <laughs> journal podcast. But actually, it's the longest one we have. We talked for two hours and what? I cried. I cried during. Yes, two hours. Because he is. He's that fascinating. He talked he about. so fascinating. Yeah. He talked about a lot of things about his dyslexia. But the yes. growth mindset was a big thing, too, which is why do we always feel like we have to be perfect at everything and great at everything? And he actually played the ukulele very badly on the podcast because he was <laughs> he was learning. But he was yes. saying, look, I'm, I'm showing my daughters that I'm learning something new, that you can be a beginner, that you can get better. And he yes. pulled it out and he's trying to do his scale and. And so it was really an impactful conversation. Yeah. His books are fantastic they for getting started so with nature journaling. He has a bunch of different ideas. And then your Discover Journal, I see that you have it on there. It was inspired by John Muir Laws. And he does yes. go by Jack. So that's an interesting, yes. Yes. So interesting yeah. thing. He says, um, keeping a journal of your observations, questions, and reflections will enrich your experiences and develop gratitude, reverence, and the skills of a naturalist. I love that. He also corroborates with what Charlotte Mason says that the drawing, the drawing doesn't matter. Don't focus on the drawing and it being something that frame worthy. You know, that mm -hmm. is not the point at all. Right. The point is developing those skills of observation mm -hmm. and really picking up on those things. A lot of times too, for young kids, these are still really helpful for young kids, but you might need to be the one writing for them. Mm -hmm. So right. while they're observing, you're writing down their notices, their wonders and what it reminds them of. And it, that is still so critical for you to be able to look back and see what your four-year-old observed about a mm -hmm. dandelion. It's right. so inspiring. It is. And who doesn't want those things to have an enriched life, gratitude, reverence, skills yes. of someone who's good at observing? And it's such a simple path. I think sometimes we discount the simple things because our world is so technologically savvy and there's amazing things going on, right? The fact that we can have this meeting on Zoom. There's I these know. things that go on that we can't even understand. So then it seems like, well, to take a journal outside with my watercolors, that seems too simple to be impactful. But those are the things that we want, that gratitude and reverence for the world. And so those yes. three are great for getting outside. The Nature yes. Journal, Discover Journal, Sketch Journal. But then you also have all sorts of other ones. The Phenology, that was one we talked about too. The Calendar First. So there's those five work fantastic for getting outside. And then you have all sorts of other ones. So the Century Journal, What's well, what's that one? So that's um, that's one for helping you keep a timeline. Um, in generally in your homeschool journal, uh, when you read about someone, you just make note of them in the proper mm. century that they lived. And then you can start to see where people overlap. And so that's just, you know, like a couple of years later, you can look and see people that you've studied previously that have that are overlapping. So it's just wow. it's just fun to see um to see who coexisted, you know, yeah. and, and wonder if they were friends. Yeah. And that's the overlap that we're talking right. about. What does it remind right. you of? And what's that overlap? And what are these connections? Then you have, you have planners, a student planner yeah. and a parent planner or a teacher planner. Yeah. We have all kinds of planners. We have weekly and daily um, as well as, yeah, we use the teacher planner and the student planner in our homeschool. Uh, just for staying organized with our daily activities. I really like the monthly planner. I think it's underrated. 
Um, I think it's great for like, if you're, if you have anticipation of getting outside every day, um, I think it's a great play to, place to just like look over your whole month and say, you know what, two days a week, we want to go to a nature park and go ahead and map those out on your monthly journal. And so then you have a spread where you can see like, this is my plan. You know, I want to make yes. it to holiday park on Tuesday and we want to make it to um, just our local park on Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're going to be outside for two hours a day you know, but, but those other two days, we want to make it to a destination. And if you're not a planner like that, you can still use it as a, like we did this. And so write it down even after you did it, you know, like we went to the dunes on Monday. Cool. Write that down. And then you can look back at the end of the month and you can see, man, we actually did some stuff that was really cool. I know a lot of bloggers that use it to like map out what they're going to be posting on mm. which days. Um, so like you, it'd be great, you know, to have your podcasts listed out there or whatever your, um, you know, whatever your month looks like. I just feel like it can be used for so many different, yeah. different things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's so a really good idea. And even a, the weekly and the daily when you have kids and it can help them to know what's coming or what's expected of them or what yes. they're going to need to do for those days. I just finished a book called Digital Minimalism by a yes. man named Cal Newport. And he's talking about what you're talking about, that you have to plan your leisure time because otherwise it's so easy for that time to get sucked up. And he he right. says that if it seems like what it seems like is it would we just want time to we have nothing to do so yes. he says that sort of seems like the holy grail right which is i'm going to finish my work and i'm going to have this time where i have nothing to do but then he said if you do nothing and you just sit there and you sort of mindlessly scroll and you do these things that are not high quality basically leisure activities he said that a lot of times you end up more tired then you it's not restful. But if you That's put right. in a little bit of extra effort and you go do the hike or you go take the walk or you go sit and look at the clouds or you go nature journal or you do something that takes a little bit extra effort, he says at the end, you end up feeling more energized. And so his point was because our digital world is so all consuming, he said it seems like it makes things not spontaneous, Yes. to schedule it in. But he said, no, that's what you need to be doing. And he actually, just like you said, he said, have a, a monthly or even a seasonal list. These are the yes. things I like to do. And then he said, yes. week by week, you have to plan it in and plot it in. Otherwise, it's less likely to happen. Right. Those are I was great. just listening to your, um, your podcast with Ainsley Armit on her new book. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was talking about this very thing. She was talking about it's okay to say no, but have nothing planned mm -hmm. and, yes. and how like busy is the new cool, you know? Right. And, uh, she, she talked about a friend that was talking to another friend and the, that person asked her, can you do such and such? And she said, no. And the, the lady responds and says, I understand you're busy. And she said, actually, I'm not busy. I don't want to be busy. Mm -hmm. I'm saying no, because I don't want to be busy. And so you're right. It, those things have to be planned. Otherwise, mm -hmm. free time gets sucked up. Yes. Yeah. So what a great tool to use for families. It goes right along with Ainsley's book, which is The Wild and Free Family. It just came out and it's a fantastic book. I'm so excited and we talked about, about maybe we'd go to one of the conferences together. 
Yes, I want to do to that. Come. People would love <laughs> to see you there and have your booth set up. I know you go through your, your merchandise so fast that it's hard to even have enough, I think, to take to oh, a conference. I can't, yeah, I can't imagine something at that large of a scale, but right, I'm right, excited but, at the possibility. It sounds really yes, fun. <laughs> but I'm telling you, people would flock. Then you have other things that are super practical. I think the menu planner is very practical. Now, when we try and get outside, meals are hard because you have to have the right stuff in order to get outside if you're going to be gone for a meal and then it's really the harder part is when you come home so if you go spend the afternoon outside and you get home it's five o'clock and everyone's hungry and if you haven't planned then you're in a rough spot right and they're going to be asking for drive-through on the way home (laughs) <laughs> right, right. And you're going to be tempted to get it. Yes, so right. let's talk about some of the ones that just help with the daily life, like menu, mother's journal, yes. a gratitude, I think helps with daily life. So yes. you have so many. And, and I, I I'm curious like, about architecture. So I just think it's also just nice, you know, like you've got your nature journal because it's in your journal already. And then you have menu planning. And so while you're mm-hmm. sitting outside with your kids, you can plan your menu. I do that. Yes. Um, you can do your gratitude your three things you're grateful for. Honestly, it's so much easier to find things I'm grateful for when I'm outside. I don't know why that is, but it it just is. So that's an easy one to do outside. I love the habit tracker. Um, That one is pretty key for me for making sure I'm fitting in the things that I know I want to do every day. I know I want to get up and walk. I know I want to read my Bible. I know I want to journal my prayer. And So those are things that I just make sure I get done. And so that one's really key for me. Um, You mentioned another one. What was the last one? Oh, you're curious about the architecture. Yes. That is a subject that my kids do in school. And so um, it was just really helpful for us. I thought it might be helpful for other people to be able to, it is a mix of watercolor and lined paper. Hmm. So they can write out the building that they're studying. And then on the watercolor side, they can draw the building. Wow. So that oh, yeah, the there's so many options that you have the math and the science that have the grid paper and you have yes. kindergarten writing paper. There are the sermon notes. You can make a custom journal, which I thought was cool. You have a bullet yeah. journal. People are so into those ones the, for written narration custom option. I feel like is is overlooked sometimes, but that one's actually really great. You can choose what kind of paper you want inside. If you want a mix of watercolor and some Mm. kind of grid or something, you can do that. If you want a mix of grid and lined or, or lined and blank, you can choose all of that. And then you can choose what you want on the cover. And so you can, it can say your child's name. Um, It can be Olivia's nature journal or, you know, whatever you, you get to decide what gets written on the outside cover of that. So I feel Mm. like that's, that custom option is really handy. Yeah, it's a really cool gift. It was one of the reasons why I wanted to post this in October because I think everyone in their heart, they want to shop small, but sometimes it's hard to find who, who should I be buying from that has something that I really want to buy and that yes. would really enhance <laughs> life. And so this one's coming out in October, just right at the start of the holiday season. Actually, we're recording here in September and Costco already has out all their Christmas stuff. So so yes, maybe I know. <laughs> it's actually already started, but come October, we're looking. And, and I read this thing, goodness, I've been reading quite a bit lately, so I can't remember what book it was in, but it was talking about how it's convenient to be able to order a rice cooker and get it tomorrow. 
but we don't take into account the cost. What is the cost? Well, it's putting out the local shop and then our neighbor is out of work. And then in the long term, it's affecting our community. So to have this custom option, that will be such a cool gift for someone for the holidays. Do you have, so I have my idea, because I know people come to you with a lot of ideas. So my idea (laughs) is a book, keeping track of what books you read. A book log. Yes, yes, a book log. That was that we was the one. We have so many requests for yes, a book log. Yeah. I've so, got to do it. Yes. <laughs> and I've yes. even seen people do these cool things where they draw like spines of books and it's just like a book stack. Yes. And then they write in the books that they read that month or that week. Yes. So would you have other people coming to you with ideas all the time? Oh, yes. We have a constant running list from emails that come in or Instagram messages. We have a constant running list of ideas that we're pulling from. A vacation. Vacation would be one, right? Yes. A vacation journal. Right. Yes. Gardening journal. Oh, that's um, a great idea. Oh, yeah. There are so many. I I really want to do a way of the will chart. That's something that Charlotte Mason talks a lot about. Um, yeah, we have so many ideas. We don't have time. That's you do not. <laughs> do not. So if we could get a little more time, then yeah, we but but it's also these ideas, but it's also that's such a good point though that you bring up, Micah, that it doesn't have to be perfect, and you don't. It doesn't have to be everything that it could be. You can be yes. in this spot where it's it's not at its highest level of fulfillment of all of the things, and you just are in that spot, and you're fine with this is what we have to offer now, and we'll grow yes. when we can grow, and we'll add when we can add. But people could take their ideas and they can make a custom one. That's exactly right. For sure. Yes. And add that. So the thing that I bought for the holidays for all of my friends was the Pencil zipper pouch. pouch, the zipper yes. pouch, the single yes. zipper pouch. And right. it was a perfect price point to get for all my girlfriends because every year, you know, you want to give something special to your friends. And every year I get stuck. What is a special thing that I could buy them that's a reasonable price, that's thoughtful, that they'll actually use. And I got to pick from all the different fabric choices. So like I said at the beginning, my daughter she comes and sees i picked the strawberry one and i i adore it and she every (laughs) time she sees it she's mom i love that so tell us about the fabrics and how do you pick and what are some of the real popular ones they're very nature naturey yes we mainly use rifle paper company uh fabrics that's a really popular she's a anna bond is a really popular nature style artist and Mm -hmm. I just felt like she really suited our style well. And so typically I will just do whatever new fabrics she has that come out are the ones that I add to our stock. And then we keep in as many in stock as we, as we can from her previous collections. Mm -hmm. The one that you actually chose was just a random one that I found. It is not a rifle paper. I just fell in love with those strawberries. Mm -hmm. So I just thought, they they so coordinated with everything else that I they had, do. but it was just a little bit That's different. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And you had, I've got this white one with the, it's like a creamy with the strawberries. And then there was also a darker one too. I got the key, I got the keychain as well. So you can get this whole line. In fact, I bought a gift for Ainsley. She won't hear this because this is coming out after, but I, because I'm going to the conference and she's just been so influential for so many moms. So I bought her a little set of coordinating things at the conference. And I love that too, that you can get the coordinating pencil case with the journal, with a key lanyard. Yeah, wrist lanyard. Or yeah. wrist lanyard. So what are some of the other things that you have? 
So we, we have pencil pouches in a variety of sizes. We have a, an extra long one that holds those really long watercolor brushes. Mm. So that's been a really popular addition. Um, we have nesting pouches. We have bags. We have tote bags mm -hmm. now. We have small, medium, and large tote bags. Um, we have mini journals that are great for just sticking in your purse, and you can write to-do lists and notes mm -hmm. and stuff on those. Oh, man. Yeah, I love that you're I, just looking around. What do I, I have am, in I'm here? Looking around but the there room, are like... really awesome ideas for gifts. So if you wanted to get something small, a token gift for a friend, but you got a, a friend. I was I actually, <laughs> I was sitting there. I like your husband probably thought I was so crazy. I was like, how many <laughs> friends do I have? Do I have 10? Do I have 12? I don't know. And so I bought a, a stack and then I came back and bought more because I thought, well, what if there's, I don't want to leave anyone out. Right. They're so beautiful. What if but I meet new friends? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the zipper pouch, which could be used for pencils, but it could be used for makeup or you could put your little first aid supplies in there. Those are just so great for anything and for organizing. So I got a bunch of those for my friends. But then, like I said, I got a a little set of products for Ansley. And then, so for any sort of level of gift, if you've yes. got a teacher, if, if you've got a really close friend, a relative, a daughter, a daughter-in-law, something yes. really unique and special that there are so many options and it's fun that yeah. they all coordinate. One of the things that, that really struck me that you said is this allows you to, when you're out and about with your kids, it allows you to still organize your mom brain because yes. it's all right there. And yes. I think sometimes we don't have, I didn't really think about this. I don't really have time to menu plan when we're home inside. The time right. I have to actually do things is when the kids are out playing in nature. And right. so to be able to have that with you and yes. the, what, tell me about the commonplace journal because oh, my yeah. friend Rachel was just talking about that. It's also just what you're saying about, you know, pulling that out. It's really important to me that my kids not see me always reach for my phone to make those mm -hmm. notes. Yeah. And so I love, you know, to, to be when we're outside, especially to leave my phone, I like to just be able to write in my journal. And if I need to make notes, I like for them to see that I don't always have to have my phone to make notes in or, you know, to even make a calendar appointment. Wow. Um, the commonplace journal is one to make notes of quotes that you found in books mm. that you're reading. And that one is, that's my most loved insert. Wow. <laughs> that's and the one we use every day. It. This is the thing. I've actually, this is the first podcast, Micah. Now I always come on. I have a harder time doing a podcast with someone who hasn't written a book because the book gives you so many jumping off points. And so here sure. you and I are, right? There's no book to go off of. And it's just sort of this conversation. But I always have a lot of quotes from people's books because I've read it and I take these <laughs> notes. And you're the only one of all these podcasts I've done, 70 something podcasts, you have your own quotes. <laughs> it's because you do this commonplace journal. Yes. And so things have stuck out to you and what yes. a gift to be able to go back to those. That's sort of what I was saying is sometimes you hit this one thing. It can really change your whole life. Charlotte Mason Absolutely. says kids should be out for four to six hours a day whenever the weather right. is tolerable. That changes your life. It does. Yes. That John Holt thing about kids being able to see real world work, that changed our life. Yes. So I love that commonplace journal. And I love what you said about leaving your phone 
that Cal Newport talks about that as well, that we've started to view it as an appendage. And he yes. says, he challenges you. He says, leave it as much as you can. You're yes. going into the gas station, leave your phone in the car. You're going yes. to run to the grocery store, leave your phone at home, leave it as much as possible and get used to not having it with you. And so you could, if you're wanting to have a place where you can clear your thoughts and yes. make notes, and write down what you're thinking. You can have your journal and you can have an actual camera with you if you're wanting to capture moments. Right. And you don't have to have your phone. Then right. you're not getting dinged for texts and dinged for emails and all of these different things. But you still have this place where you can jot down your thoughts and clear your mind and rest and relax. And if you have those sparks of inspiration, not be panicked because you can't put it in your notes app. Exactly. You have yes. your journal right there. We've made yeah. quite a few custom journals that say brain dump on the front. We probably should just make oh, that. Oh, a that's a great one. Yes. It is a great one because there are so many things that's like, you know, this doesn't have its own separate journal. I just need to get this out of my head right now mm -hmm. so that I can enjoy time with my kids. Because sometimes you have yes. those nagging thoughts that you're like, oh, I'm going to forget that I have to pick up the cake mm -hmm. this afternoon. If you can write it down, you can let it go. Yes. So I just, okay. I, like I also think, um, special dates so yes. like one that has where you can put everyone's birthdays and anniversaries oh okay perpetual <laughs> calendar yes. you know you could also use that calendar first for that i oh. have had moms use that too for um like the, the first things that their kids do and then they can Aww. you know see that across all their children you know like first steps for Jonah yeah, and then first, first for Olivia and first words and jot all those things down. Oh, so. it works like a baby book. That's right. that's brilliant. Right. Wow. Okay, Micah, I'm so glad that we met. Oh what a gift. <laughs> too, I love I what you know. do. You have so inspired me. I wanted to say too, we were at this conference and I came by myself because it was a one day thing and it was hard to figure out where the kids would sleep if we were all coming. I was there by myself and Brad helped me load my car. And I did that meant so much to me because oh. it was a pain and things were heavy. Yeah, and it was hot. <laughs> and it yes. was hot. And I just yeah. thought that was such a cool thing that he did. You guys had all your stuff to load up, but you didn't have that much because you had sold out. So then I didn't really feel quite, quite as bad. <laughs> oh, man, I hope I run into you at Wild and Free. That would be, be amazing. So, cool. so if people want to buy a journal yes, or a pouch or a bag or div I think maybe you're out of the divider tabs, but uh, of all these oh, different things that you offer back in stock, yeah. they will tell us yes. the website. It is junipergrovejournals.com. Mm -hmm. So I didn't tell you we got our name because um, our we have kind of a long driveway and it's a circle drive. So you pull up a little way and then and then circle around. And in the middle of that driveway is just a, a whole grove of juniper trees. Oh. So we called oh, it the, the Juniper that. Grove property. So I was I was journals. wondering and you've got you, it's stamped on there with the J and the G and they're yes. just absolutely beautiful. Juniper Grove Journals, you're on Instagram as well. Yes. Is it the same? Juniper Grove Journals on Instagram. Juniper and so people Jer can be junipergrovejournals.com. Yeah, it's, it's easy. I know twister. that's what I always say. No, it's not. It's not. So people can find you there. And like I said, you just have so many perfect gifts for the holiday season coming up. Support a small business. Support these teens that want to work. Oh, this yes. is fantastic. 
and it's something unique and just beautiful. I can't wait. I can't wait to give mine out. It's the first year that I have something that's really cool. People <laughs> are gonna love them. And then you get to kind of pick which fabric. So I have um, one of my good friends, Kayla. She They've got a farm. And so some of the ones were chickens. and So then you get to pick yes. like, oh, I'm gonna give this one to this friend. And there's so many different options. So I loved that too. So Juniper Grove journals.com and I'll link it so people can find it and if you order the journal shell it comes with three inserts correct mm -hmm. you can but choose can actually up, and it could fit up to seven so you yeah. can add more it can technically it like. hold nine wow it can technically okay. hold three per um Loop. per elastic there uh, okay. We usually say seven because we feel like that's really comfortable and it can still hold the pencil pouch as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it depends on what all you're stuffing in there. I've had people message yes. me and say, it holds way more than seven. I don't know what you're talking about. I got 12 in mine. <laughs> so oh, you just wow. keep adding extra rubber bands and sticking journals in and it just depends on how full you want it. I love it. And then I I don't even know what's in here, but I have something in the front, the front little. I love that you did the angle. So I've got a yes. little, you can put things in the front and the back, these little angle pouches. And then you have smaller ones too. Yes. Yes. We have the minis. They're great. They're a so great cute. purse size. They're so cute. Um, another thing about them is if your kids are nature journaling, and you want to have, if you have younger kids and you want to carry one journal, you can slide all their nature journals into one. And Brilliant. then when you get there, just slip them out and they can individually have their own nature journal. And then you slip them back in after they've dried. So Micah, that's, that's really brilliant. easy too. That's so brilliant because then that would make it so easy, especially maybe if you had younger kids, you would have one of these shells, you just right. stick it by your front door so that right. you're gonna walk out the door, you got all your pencils and stuff in there, your watercolors, and you just take it and you have it and it's ready to go. That's right. one of the things that John Muir Laws talked about, which is easy yes. point of entry. And it does yes. so much. It's one of those things that does so much for you without a huge investment. Okay, yes. we're out of time. Micah, <laughs> we filled in an hour talking about this beautiful product and your family and these cool things that you're doing and how you're impacting your children and other children. And I think this whole episode is going to be so inspiring for people to look at their lives a little bit differently. How can I bring my children up? How can I start to train them when they're young and give them these opportunities? And know that when we take these steps, we often rub shoulders with others and open up doors for them as well. Yes. Like the teens that are coming into your home and having these different experiences. So we always end our podcast. Uh, we've done it with everyone but one because I forgot. Actually, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot. And then someone messaged. I want to know what that person's uh, a favorite outdoor childhood memory um, from your childhood. Uh, looking up at the clouds. I know that sounds silly, but still to this day, I look up at the clouds and I think this is the same sky that I stood under when I was six, seven, eight years old right. and marveled at the shape of the clouds. Yeah. It, it just is, it's such an amazing thing to me. And I it still is. think of myself standing at our house in Brownsburg and looking up at the clouds and just being awed by their shapes. And, and wow. I still do it today. You'll find me just staring up at the sky mm -hmm. <laughs> like a crazy person. No, it's so I good. I love clouds. The simple things, the simple things. Well, Micah, thank you so much. Thanks for spending this time with us. Thanks for thank you, Jenny. Such a, thanks for following your creative passions. 
and providing this product that is enhancing lives. And it's so beautiful. I'm, I, the whole time thank I've just you. been touching mine. I'm sitting here <laughs> outside like a weirdo, just touching mine. So thank you, Micah. And I hope we, we cross paths again soon. Me too. Thank you, Jenny. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.